All right, welcome back to the Inner Thread Podcast. My name is Sean, here with Deron, my father. Hello, hello. And we are excited to get into today's content. But before we do, we just want to say that the shirts that we're, we've been working on are almost ready. Our meditation seat, the Lotus Ledge, it's almost ready. It's right around the corner. When it is ready, please check our website out and help support us or just share our content on Instagram. And on that note, let's take a big deep breath and get into today's episode. A few years ago, you told me your philosophy on anger, and it was actually pretty eye-opening. You were saying that you didn't believe that anger was a standalone emotion. You thought that it was basically like a safety release valve when another emotion wasn't being expressed and built up. Once it hits its threshold, it comes out as anger. I think anger is a, is a sort of emotion, but it, it doesn't happen by itself. I, I feel like it's a manifestation or it's... Um, when I think about an anger, it's usually very hot, right? It's like a burning red, fire, yeah. right? It's burning fire, Scalding. red, right? Exactly. So it's what is burning is the question. Like what's underneath it that feeds the fire? I always ask myself, what's feeding that fire? Mm, so it's kind of like a stage 10 of all the other emotions. Like if another emotion doesn't get released, it turns into anger, you're saying? I'm saying when someone's angry, there's something underneath the anger. There is a piece that's not being seen, not being understood, not uh, connected well, missing something, and then the anger comes out. So the anger by itself, it's, this is kind of the interface, is what you see. I don't buy that as the emotion. There's something under it. There's some sadness, some neglect, some lack of connection mm. that's actually created that anger so you're saying that anger can't be a standalone emotion like in your opinion it is not a standalone emotion because let's what are other standalone emotions happiness sadness grief excitement are those emotions yes i think those are emotions okay and what's the difference between those and just anger anger if you look into the anger and people can actually sit with their anger in my case i find that there's always something that feeds that to become an anger and it's usually kind of a protection it's a protection of something else that wants to show up or did not get what it needs sadness can happen for many you know you can feel sadness or happiness or contentment or grief because of a specific situation so okay that can happen you sometimes can feel it without any anything can I just feel sad and mm -hmm. don't even know why so you're kind of channeling some sad energy through you mm -hmm. but anger is not like that anger is usually fed by another mm. emotion it's, it's like an eruption it's fast when it's settling back down it turns into kind of its true emotion right would you agree with that like you're sad and then you don't let the sadness come out and then someone takes your parking spot and you're like you took my spot let's put it this way when anger come out it brings up a lot of curiosity in me. Of mm. what, of, I'm asking myself, what's really going on? Mm. Okay, so maybe that's the way to Okay, I it. like that reframe. I don't buy it as, oh, this guy is an angry person. This person is angry or this person has a tantrum or whatever. I, I just don't buy it like that. I'm yeah. thinking, wonder what's happening under it that feeds this anger. Well, it makes me think about when I would be in a relationship and we'd get into a fight. And there's a lot of anger that comes out. The anger usually has nothing to do with what the fight's about. You told me that you were going to be there and you weren't. And then, it went, well, then we had to go do this. Like you said, I'm like, okay, the anger is coming out. But what was the real issue? And then it's like, 
we just don't spend enough time together and I feel kind of neglected, I'm sad. Yeah. Hey, what, what does that mean? That there's sadness there. Like there's the feel that they feel not seen. They feel not lovable. Yeah. And so, so if you actually keep looking layers under layers, it usually comes to the same place. Yeah. Or not being seen, not feeling lovable, not feeling attended to or misunderstood. This is what I'm saying. Anger by itself, I would not put it as standalone emotion. There's always something feeding that. And I'm very curious about what is feeding that. Mm. And sometimes, you know, there's angry people. Like that person's really angry. What we call a short fuse. Mm -hmm. But I'm really curious of why is he short fused. What happened in their life that didn't sit well with them that make him walk in the world so close to that explosion? And if you really look in... It's something that didn't work out well in their childhood. Maybe a parent that didn't love them enough. Maybe uh, not feeling seen, not feeling appreciated on a constant basis in their childhood. And every time they just see a bit of that in the world, it manifests in anger. It's this strong energy that doesn't like it. So can someone be super angry and have a really good childhood, in your opinion? You know, what's a super good childhood, really? I mean, Well, let's say someone had a very supportive, loving childhood. Chances are they're not going to walk around super angry, right? I would, be th I would think so, that usually someone that's very angry, short-fused, something happened to make him that way. So uh, someone who lives... With I don't think you, you're born an angry person. Yeah, okay. It's from your environment. It's definitely at the window. It's nurture. learned. So someone who walks around super angry to you... Let's just think about it this way. Do you know people that are generally angry people? Like all the time? That have a tendency to be angry quickly. Yeah. Think about them. Do you know Do you know anything about them that you think that brought them there? Yeah, I can think about a few reasons. <laughs> yeah. What I'm trying to say is anger is usually fed by a deep feeling of something. And that something is usually not being seen, not feeling loved, not feeling attended to, feeling abandoned, feeling unimportant, feeling not heard. That's what's actually happening there. Mm. That's my belief. My theory. I yeah. didn't read it anywhere. You coined it. So if it's right or wrong, you get credit. It may, it may be in some books already. I, I just, But this is a thing I notice in my life. Right. I always am very curious about anger. Okay. I, have a, I can be direct. Can I shoot straight? Yeah. Yeah. My anger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You are one of the most grounded, emotionally intelligent people that I know. But you have these flashes of anger sometimes. Yeah. So explain that to me. Absolutely. My mother was very manipulative and very invasive when I grew up. And it felt very unsafe. It felt very uncomfortable. She wanted to know everything. She wanted to, she got into my life. She wanted to know every detail. And when I started to have my own opinion, I resented that. Hmm. And my way of protecting myself was anger. Mm. I get angry at her and she would pull back and mm. give me space. So she was, think, ima imagine that she was in my face and I had no personal f space and I was angry and all of a sudden I had this few feet of space Eruption, around me. Eruption, yeah. <laughs> yeah, now all of a sudden I had this peace around me. So I started using anger as a method to get my space. It's something I got used to. When in the world I feel like I'm misunderstood or unseen, or things are getting, like people just don't see me, mm. it's automatically, I get That's into your go-to yeah, tool. Yeah, I'm like, explode. <laughs> I'm working on it for many years. You're definitely way better than you were a decade, like early in my childhood. <laughs> for sure, and I'm, I'm glad that that's the case, but I, it can happen to me, especially if I'm overworked and stressed and I don't, yeah. I'm not very mindful and if something happens. But in relationships, when I feel completely not heard, not seen, not misunderstood. Or someone's trying to control you, it sounds like. If someone's trying to really control you yes. and like you, you lose point. your autonomy, Good point. you're like, wah, back. <laughs> Good point. 
when I lo- that's a very good point. When I, someone's trying to control me and take away my autonomy, it's um, it brings up a lot of strong emotions. You have this rage that uh, I didn't realize how linked it was to your. It's actually the first time you've you've shared that with me. Oh yeah, and I'm totally aware of it. And actually, my mom a few years ago, when we had things, things are much 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 better with her now. We're good friends, and she said your anger was controlling the whole household. <laughs> and I was thinking about that for a second. Like you know, I didn't I didn't think so, but I think her experience was. This kid is very angry. I got to be very careful. Mm. And that was my weapon to protect myself. Mm. So in her experience was, I don't want to make him angry because right. then I can't get near him. So he's controlling me with his anger. But that was my way to give myself a space. That was kind of our relationship in many ways. And that was the balance between us, the balance of terror. Mm. She didn't want to make me upset. I was keeping the distance and my autonomy this way. And she, her experience was that I was an angry kid. Yeah. My experience was that she was an invasive mother. That was our relationship. I mean, I'm seeing here from your example how someone could turn into an angry person. They walk around pretty angry because it's their way to feel safe. It's their way to feel seen. They, they make a lot of noise. From the outside, it looks crazy. Like this person is just a loose cannon. But from the inside, it's actually this person is just like vulnerable or they're using it to get safe. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the way of creating some sort of fences around mm. them. I would say it this way. Everybody wants a good contact, love, support, and feel accepted. We all want that. We're not going to all admit it, but it's <laughs> the truth. We all want that. For some of us, if we don't get it the way we want to get it, the response is the anger. Mm. So we feel like someone's going the wrong way with it. The response is anger. is because we actually really want something. There's a, there's a deep wish of the soul to get something. Yeah. And when he doesn't get it, sometimes the response is just this anger. And this is why I'm so curious about anger, because I feel like the, those angry people are actually super sensitive and they're protecting something very important and very precious hmm. inside of them. I was going to say that it actually makes it easier for me to, flipping it like this, actually makes it easier for me to see them in their humanity and be like, hands out, let's connect. It'd be nice if you can calm someone down and say, what do you really need? What really happened here? Okay, that's a good, let's talk about that then. Because when someone's super angry. It's hard to tell them that. Yeah, you, you can't almost, tell them that. you have to wait. But in your mind, you should think to yourself, what, is, what, what do they really need? Right. To calm them down. If they're seeing red, they're not going to be able to hear you. But if in your mind, you're like, they just want love, you can slice through a lot of that anger. But there is like some finesse about waiting for an opening. They kind of need to calm down. If someone's super inflamed and red. In your mind, you should think, what do they really need? And sometimes it's hard for people to snap out of it. There's something about anger that I noticed. I had a whole session about my anger. Hmm. It's almost like intoxicating. It feels a little bit like being under influence of something. It's relief. In a way, it feels kind of good. That's why people uh, do it, I think, because it's like, wow, I feel so much better. You feel better after blowing a fuse. I have a teacher that used to say something beautiful. She said, you can have your explosions of anger. Just know there's going to be a big cleanup to do afterwards. Hmm. So if you're ready to do the cleanup, go ahead, have the tendrum. I was just about to ask you that. Is there ever cases where anger is good? I know people who they get to the point where they're so trapped and stuck they blow up and the anger lets everything out and after they're so light and happy but that's not that doesn't feel good it feels like the short-term good right exactly so that's just a release of a lot of tension in the body stuck emotion so it's kind of like a the 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 steam is out but like i said it's it's a very violent way of doing it because now you have to do a major cleanup with everybody around you that suffered from that mm-hmm. from that anger. But I want to go back to your question, is anger ever good? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give you the Dalai Lama answer. The Dalai Lama said 
anger is not a good emotion, not a good feeling, unless it's used against injustice. I love that answer because all the other way that anger comes to the world are not healthy. It's some sort of a manifestation of a different emotion that we're not dealing with. Hmm. And if we deal with it, we probably will not be angry. Mm-hmm. If we actually looked at what's going on, we would not get there. For me, for the, my example, I, I need to deal with this feeling of being hurt and, and why am I so upset when I'm not? And it's very young. And when I'm attending to that piece of me, I can do more and more without it. But when it's, against, when it's injustice, when you see you walking down the street and somebody's beating up a child, yeah, it's okay to get angry when someone is uh, torturing an animal. It's okay to be angry. Uh, anger at that point is, is a good thing. Hmm. That, tells that, that says that you are, your heart is in the right place and you're doing the right thing. So I like that. I like that answer. Wow. Yeah, I, you have completely shifted my perspective on anger. I, I, I feel like I understand it with so much more depth. Here's how I see anger now. Anger is kind of the expression of a trapped emotion or a misunderstood emotion. And that isn't necessarily the most healthy use for anger. That can actually be a way where anger is... It's creating more problems, actually. It's creating more problems, but it's also... It's like a very short-term survival strategy for the body to like express these things that need to get out. And it doesn't know how to get them out in regular emotions, so they turn into anger. They evolve in anger. But there is actually a place in this world for anger, and it's against injustice. And even your example from your childhood, I think about the anger of you trying to get your space from your mom, and it puts it in such a vulnerable light that it actually doesn't feel as like toxic. It feels kind of like primitive and protective. It saved me. It, it saved you. So there is this like almost beauty in anger that's surprising to me because it, it gets such a bad notion. But I think you just really have to look at when anger comes up, bring awareness to it. Like, why did it come up? Was that good? Was that bad? Is there, was that against injustice? Like, what was the motive? I think when you do that, you're able to use anger in a more healthy way. Yeah, and storing anger against somebody is horrible for us. I'll give you the line I always use. Feeling angry about someone is like drinking poison and hoping the other person dies. Hmm. It's really not healthy for us to hold on to anger. So we need to go to the bottom of it. Why are we angry and resolve that? Because it's not healthy to hold on to anger. And it shows up in many, many places in our life, like I said, as manifestation of something else. So that something else needs to be looked at. It's not healthy to hold on to it. Hmm. That's beautiful. I feel really good about this conversation. Very insightful. Thank you for making me vulnerable today. Speak about my childhood. Yeah, we flipped the lens. I was angry about that, Sean. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you need to look at that offline. (laughs) We'll see you back here next week.